oh god is it bad should i send the email or should i not and i think like one prime example was come from away and yeah our incredible associate tara overfield wilkinson mm-hmm. um has said to me a few times since she's like god you did it was a ballsy move but like it it This is the Come Here To Me podcast. My name is Guy Boggan. Amongst many things, I am a photographer and filmmaker. I started a podcast to chat to friends and fascinating people, not necessarily about them, but instead about their experience in the industry or business, their topic of expertise, even a skill or talent they might have. These impressive individuals are not claiming to be experts in their field with the very best of what they do. Rather, I just want to offer you an insight into what they've learned so far. Just a little something interesting. This is the Come Here To Me podcast. Enjoy. Yeah, so welcome, Shavy. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thank, Thank you so, you so much for joining me. me because you've had the most hectic day with a press launch and an RTE interview about an hour ago and you've a flight to catch just after this. <laughs> so I really appreciate you taking the time. Not at all. Speak. It's great. I have a can of Coke in my hand and all's good. <laughs> <laughs> Reviving you. Uh, so firstly, I, IYMT, that was what the press launch was about today. Uh, what was the motivation for starting that? Sure. I um. Like what I, what gap does that bridge? I suppose it kind of it was a springboard to the company that uh, I had before DYMT Donegal Youth Musical Theatre. We set it up in two thousand and seventeen. Uh, I suppose I I did some work with BYMT in the UK British yeah. Youth Musical Theatre, uh, and just could saw the amount of uh, support and opportunities that were given to kids in the UK or young actors, and I was like, God, we have the exact same talent here, and many of Irish actors who are over there studying at BYMT during the summer. Yeah. it's like why aren't we doing it at home? So it started in Donegal, and just over the years. This year with our uh, contemporary revival of Oliver, we uh, had cast members from Cork and Dublin and yeah. Galway and, and uh, Northern Ireland. So it was great. Kind of, it became a national company uh, in itself, and I was just, I felt it was time to kind of, you know, declare that. Well, maybe yeah. yeah. And it kind of, it came at a, a, a good time in that Deborah Kelleher of the Royal Irish Academy of Music, who I have so much time for, uh, approached me at the. Um, start of October I think it was uh, 2019 to see what I come on and just do a, uh, a musical theatre course short yeah. course for the academy and again I was delighted to I, I still haven't studied at the academy it was uh, I uh, was always harping on to Deborah like I remember God and I think I was only in first year like and at the time Deborah's office was uh, at the front of the building in the like nicest office ever yeah. all this like you know the harps and everything and I went up like the little first year me uh, I was given out stink that there's no musical theatre like <laughs> could there you know with yeah. the academy not consider bringing on like yeah. some sort of musical theatre uh, and in fairness uh, Deborah was so supportive when we set up TMT Trinity Musical yeah. Theatre we rehearsed in the uh, academy the, the academy became stuff. our home yeah. Uh, so yeah things kind of just DYMT and Deborah and the academy kind of came together yeah. and then of course with the uh, the king of MT and the father of all things musical theatre in Ireland Colin Wilkinson yeah. uh, so happened to be extremely interested and wanted to come on board with me so it's fantastic and to have him you obviously aren't an accomplished director, but well, <laughs> but see what I'd also use the word entrepreneur, and it's like you always have so much initiative. Like IYMT isn't your first venture, as you said, you had DYMT, but you also were a founding member of TMT. So what is it about you that makes <laughs> there's a lot of T's in there? Yeah, there's a lot of T's. Every MT is musical theater <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know. But what is it that makes you want to be to like really promote musical theatre and really start like, I don't know what the word is. You really, really 
are trying to get people involved in musical theatre. This is the third organisation you've been involved in. Yeah, I suppose it's just, I've so, I had such a love of it from such a young yeah. age and it was like, I, I, you know, we had a stage in, in my toy room at home, which still is a sitting room now and the stage yeah. is still there. Like in every year, like at Christmas, something will be added on. So the stage <laughs> had curtains on a pulley, wings, uh, sound, uh, you know, it was and like and for my mum and dad were incredible and still are an incredible support mm-hmm. to this mad industry that we're in. But um, but yeah, I suppose it's just that love of it and the passion. And I think yeah. anyone that really cares about something just wants to help share it. Mm-hmm. And and I think as well, to be honest, and I hope it's not in a selfish way, but I think I think your theatre is an incredible vessel for creating theatre. Yep. Um, you know, sometimes it gets a bad name or some people might look at it and you know oh god it's only youth theatre but I think it is the it is it has the incredible potential yep. to really explore material really see the truth in it young actors are great because they don't give a crap they'll just go for it once they get to a certain stage yep. uh, and like with kind of um, with even with DYMT's Jesus Christ Superstar you know we kind of tried different things we said it in Surya it was um, you know uh, it, gender blind yeah, yeah and unfortunately it worked it fit it like a glove like mm-hmm. the first song we are occupied have you forgotten how put down we are mm-hmm. and it's like it just worked and that was what the year we won the awards and then this year with Oliver uh, again equally if not more heart wrenching and I think our cast actually found it m- more difficult to deal with but yeah. uh, our Oliver and we said it in Dublin 2019 and um Unfortunately, I think, you know, um, the story, Lionel Bart's musical and Charles Dickens's novel has never been more relevant uh, with, you know, the, our, home, our tragic, yeah. tragic, tragic. And that's one thing I have to say, like anytime I come back to Dublin, I really think I can't stop noticing it. And I think it's shocking that, you know, I don't know what's been done about it. And I just, I don't about know. About poverty. It, yeah. And in- I don't know if it's, a, if it's in London that it's hidden more. Don't get me wrong, God, there's yeah. still so much and you see so much of it in certain pockets. There's one mm-hmm. show I was on and it was, we, there was an awful uh, big uh, community of homeless people around it. But I, I, we certainly see much more yeah. of it in Dublin and it's so sad. So we used all that, that is a huge thing about theatre is that you can tell these stories and it never seems to age in that way. And Oliver, yeah, it's like, it's so relevant still today. Yeah, but, and, yeah, and it's the, it's the incredible power of theatre mm-hmm. to raise awareness, mm-hmm. you know, and especially on social issues. And I think that's just something as well. Like, you know, musical theatre can tend to have a bad name and, it, it, you know, there's this kind of taboo about the question of whether there's a snobbery towards musical theatre and people don't like to admit that there is, but I think there is and yeah. everyone recognises it. Uh, but the th- I think when we can do the, these kind of things and God, don't get me wrong, everyone does it. Like it's, it's so many people, you know, tear things apart, but it's these types, it's these productions and this kind of style of musical theatre that I'm really interested in. And also that I think will be the link to kind of relate it more to straight theatre tradition yeah. to show that yeah you can raise the same issues yeah things aren't telling all jazz really, hands yeah, it's important really big relevant picture stories. stories yeah you know and i think that's kind of um hopefully what people need to that aren't into musical theater or that give mt a bad name maybe need to kind of understand and there's some incredible directors yeah it's not it's not like a panto it's no. not all showbiz and jazz hands you're dead right but in youth theater people as you said they're so talented and they're so ready to just try anything but it comes with the direction of people who are already established and big names. And that is one thing that you've always done, um, particularly with DYMT, is these masterclasses and having people from the UK come over and teach people in Ireland. And 
you have always been a person and like since I've known you and all your friends will say this is like you have this amazing network around you (laughs) there's just an amazing network around you and you're the kind of person who always has someone who can do you a favor but not in a using them way but in like you know you have such a really strong group of people around you who will like swear by you and they're like oh you can't resist Shavy. you have to do it for Shavy. and how do you like get big masterclass experts over how do you decide who you're going to get what are you just aiming for who do you think is accessible to you or are you just a blank slate and not going to try and get this big name to sure. come and teach on that the whole kind of thing oh god what you're going to ask next it's, it's actually true and I'm very aware of it and I, I have one friend in particular who um, <laughs> does an awful lot of favours for me and there was a time where I used to uh, conduct a choir at home and he used to know if he got a phone call on a Saturday evening anytime yeah. from kind of four to six that I needed an accompanist quick you know yeah. so he got to the point where he just stopped answering because he knew that I was going to just come over uh, but no luck people are very good and I really try to and I, I just hate plague and people and I think maybe with the kind of setting up of IOMT recently I've just got to the point where I can't wait to get back into a rehearsal room and actually create stuff because I just hate I feel like I'm constantly bothering people and I think it is getting the balance between and that's why the likes like today for example like Guy very kindly did, did our photography uh, and the likes of Rory who did our video yeah. like I tried to ask people like it'll hopefully benefit them in their career I think it will though I don't think it might feel like to you that you're messaging everybody but I think the reason we all say yes is because like you are such an amazing person and you will always do the same back for us and like you put us in these positions and bring us along with you on your crazy journey and like IMYT is going to be huge it's huge like co-founded with Colin Wilkinson um so anybody even if you've never seen a musical you'll know who Colin Wilkinson is so like I don't think people this I want to get at is even if you feel like you're being really annoying I think we like doing it for you at the same time (laughs) like being annoying (laughs) good to know you just have such a like when you when you first meet someone, what what do you think is the biggest thing for solidifying that connect, connection? Again, I think it goes back to the passion thing. Like, and this isn't just for me, but it's yeah. for anything. It's, it's for if I'm in a, a workshop or if I'm a, a participating, or if someone comes to me to ask me a favor, it comes back to the passion. I think again, and I think it is if you're passionate about that project that you and you know you really want good to come from it and good to happen other people with it I think that's the main thing and I don't I don't think I'd ever like I don't, well I don't know if I've been involved with any projects that haven't been like that so I've been very lucky that all of the favours I've been asking are on projects I really care about yeah. so I think that is a big part of it yeah. and I think it makes it very easier to pitch to people um, but yeah I think to be honest it's Again, I don't know the age group of this podcast, but it's you just have to have balls. Like I think you know, yeah. it's, it's and again, people are great at it. By no means, I'm I I'm always worrying, like and reading over stuff. God, I wonder is that okay? Maybe I shouldn't send it like that. Or yeah. you know, you overthink things so much. But I think you just have to. It's it's the same with our type of work, for example, like mm-hmm. in in theater land, you know, and you're constantly kind of emailing different producers or different you know directors you might want to assist yeah. at some point and. It's like, oh God, is it bad? Should I send the email or should I not? And I think like one prime example was Come From Away and our incredible associate, Tara Overfield Wilkinson, Mm -hmm. um, has said to me a few times since, she's like, God, you did, it was a ballsy move. But like it, it, I I sent, I, I, yeah, Yeah. and I I just loved Come From Away. Mm -hmm. I saw it in Broadway and I thought it was, oh my God, this is gorgeous. I actually saw it when you were over in New York. Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw it. That week. And uh, I kept going around stamping my foot all the week, you know, the whole week going, welcome to the rock in my one leg. when I yeah. had my leg broken a cast of course um, but I actually scooted to the theatre in my little wheel, to the, my little to see come for um, but um, 
but yeah, so I just saw, I loved it. And I sent an, I saw it was coming through SN. And like that week I was on it, just send an email to the Broadway producer. Yeah. Again, chance that I'm an Irish, uh, young Irish director, any mm. chance of doing anything on it. Um, and it worked out that I got to be like on a mentorship program mm. with Chris Ashley and Tara, uh, the Broadway director of it. Uh, and then when the Broadway uh, associate, Ricky, had to go back to the States once it opened, yeah. they just needed to bring on someone uh, to help out with understudy runs. So Tara took me on then as the, the rehearsal assistant. So it was great. And I, uh, and I had an amazing Worked year. Your way in. But again, it was like, that was a lucky. And I always say that some people, uh, I, I don't know why people think that I'm good. I don't know. I, I don't see myself as good at networking. Right. And I think there's a lot of luck involved. But but like even like for IYMT, like your cat, like your, the group of people who are your reps, I suppose, for it. Like you've got David Shanahan, Rachel Tucker, Killian Donnelly, Frat Frey, uh, like so a lot of those people you probably would have only met once or twice initially and what I want to both ask you is like when you first see someone in a room or at an event how do you approach them and then also like how do you keep that connection up like okay, I presume Rachel is from come from away that's yeah. how you know her so but I like call them or someone like when you first reach out to them or you first say hi to them at an event how do you then follow that up to, to maintain that connection so that the following year when you start IYMT that they're on board too yeah, it's um. Well, I suppose just regarding the IYMT, like I, R- R- Rachel and David, I've worked with and come from away, and then I've worked with Fra before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the column and, and Killian as well. Killian has been outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I didn't know both gents. I, I um, but again, it goes back to look. You just send them a met. You yeah. send them an email. You send them a message. Again, it's sometimes it's very hard to get that email, mm-hmm. and it might take you three emails to get that email. Yeah. Um, to their agents and to their. Yeah, yeah, well, I was lucky just that it's the Irish MT circle is small enough that I could get in touch with them and I heard that Colin was interested in getting involved. Yeah. So Colin was on it, like, uh, you know, straight away. And likewise, Killian through David. Um, so I think, yeah, actually, maybe using, maybe uh, by associating, you know, other people, like yeah. saying, yeah, David told me to get in touch. Yeah, or yeah. Or so-and-so, you know, it's, it's it, I think that helps, A. Mm-hmm. Um and B, it's the pa- I really think it's, it's the, the passion, passion thing. I yeah. think if you sell it and be yeah. like, you really care about this, you know, really, I, yeah, I what it like I I didn't know. It's a big networking tip that people always say is like when you're reaching out to someone you don't know or someone you've never met who are usually of like their higher status in the industry or something, and they don't really have time for you. People always say, you know, don't ask for a job, ask for information, or like build a relationship and rapport first. Sure. Like, how much of that do you think is true? Like yeah. if someone came up to you even now being like, can I have this? Firstly, like you probably would react quite shocked. You probably have to, you probably expect some kind of reciprocation from them first before you do anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's something, to be honest, I'm really conscious of. And it's it actually, it, it's the main thing in my day-to-day work, especially mm-hmm. in the UK. I'm always so conscious where the balance between confidence and... Uh, that confidence and passion mm-hmm. and arrogance because I it, I think it's my least favourite trait I just hate arrogance I really can't deal with it I really 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 yeah. I think it's so I just uh, and yeah I, from people yeah, yeah. and yeah, I yeah, always yeah. that's my main fear and I'm actually afraid of it I'm afraid of ever mm-hmm. coming in. I would hate I don't think I don't hit, think hit. from my point of view that you ever do but I know what you mean is just coming across as being you'd hate to be pushy above everyone and yeah very pushy you know but where in where well, you can talk about theatre, but where do you think today with this whole mix of the ability for social media and for LinkedIn, where do you think that networking is taking place? Like, is it online? Is it 
by leveraging social media or is it cold emailing is it gestures and flowers and handwritten letters like what yeah what is where is it point. taking place yeah to be honest i I always thought I was kind of quite techy and I use my iPad all the time for yeah. everything, but I think I'm a bit of a technophobe. I don't know. I don't think I'm too techy at all. Yeah. But no, so I don't know. I was at a launch actually on Sunday um, of a, a guy who does like marketing for West End musicals mm-hmm. and stuff. And he was given like a rundown on his new company and it was like how to run your social media. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a disaster. Like, <laughs> I, so no, for me, it's not social media, yeah. if anything. And but I think, would you ever use it to reach out to someone else? So not, not necessarily. Really, not because I don't yeah. know. I'm always very aware. Oh. I'm always very aware of our type of work in that yeah. you're direct, indirect and like you don't want to be like too pally with like people. You don't want to be like like liking all their... I don't know, maybe yeah, that's yeah, in my no, head. That's a good you point. Just don't, I'm always, in a professional environment. Yeah, I'm always so conscious of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you ever... But like I know from yeah. photography, if you ever are trying to reach someone really big and you can't find an email, like would you ever DM people or that kind of thing? Or is it I just, always, always, always go card and letter yeah. like even for really? people that i have through email address i would send them a card really yeah and in terms of like a lot of like the biggest names yeah now column i don't know how i think it was email i got in touch with them but um but yeah it's all i i just think it was rebecca frecknell an yeah. incredible director who um ta- taught me the ma in directing over in mind uh and she directed like summer and smoke the one mm-hmm. of the olivier's but she said the power of a of a postcard and she in said, this like in this day and age everyone's so you're like clinging for people's attention online and you're constantly getting notifications of emails and messages so the gesture of getting an actual letter is probably so you probably take people back so much that they give you the time of day yeah yeah and then look it doesn't it works in some cases and it doesn't for other um you know i, I said it to a director that yeah. i worked with this year he was incredible and i said what do you think is email our emails or letters better and he said oh definitely emails like yeah. a letter will sit there for ages as an email if it comes in at the, if it comes in at the right time i'll mm-hmm. reply straight away yeah Be like okay yeah Let's meet for coffee. But if it comes in, I'm in, I'm in the middle of a rehearsal and I read it. It doesn't mean that I, he that he's like, oh, I don't want to work this guy. He just forgets about it and needs to. Yeah. So that's when it comes to luck, and I mm-hmm. think there is so much luck. And again, I hate, hate, hate when people say like, oh, it's all luck because I don't think it is because yeah. the way you get these contacts is through hard work. Yeah. But at the same time, there is certainly my luck my thing was uh, my thing about luck was always that when you, it, you need luck to come around, but when it comes, you have to be ready for it. So like do the work before the luck comes. Yeah. Don't wait for the opportunity before you do the work. Sure, so it's sure. like people online like posting videos to no audience or <laughs> doing a podcast to no audience. <laughs> and then like at least when people, if something lucky comes up that somebody promotes it or somebody gets in touch with you, when they go to look at your portfolio or your accolades, it's all there. Mm-hmm, and it's like, mm-hmm. then the opportunity becomes real. Sure. Whereas if you're waiting to be like, oh, I need, I'm not doing this show until it's a big enough show for me, then that won't come around. No, no, yeah. yeah. And look, in, yeah, in terms of you like project i just i don't know i just like to take any opportunities that come mm-hmm. you know like last year i was so lucky that it was so busy that yeah i think it was nine shows in seven months That's but crazy. at the same time yeah it wasn't really healthy and i i wasn't i had some you were problems. obviously very driven though because you you were doing mandatory shows for your masters but then you were also doing shows on top of them just for you yeah college in my view they were really great and they yeah. let me kind of skedaddle I was kind of a bad student and that <laughs> I slid out a lot to, yeah. to do some jobs but look I I just love being busy yeah. but I um, and in fact I just hate then like I think although physically probably wasn't healthy but mentally I just I, I'm healthier then than when like I have very little on because then mm-hmm. you're like shit you know like you, you it, feel that's, like you need that's something much more going difficult. on yeah, yeah I find it it's like 
yeah it's it's hard and that's why like you know for this type of industry like you know mental health is such an important yeah. thing and just making sure you know we are all happy in what we're doing and that's why you know it's about I just love making work you know what yeah. I, it, regardless of the scale I've been so lucky to have some of my assistant works mm-hmm. this year in West End shows uh, and you know that were happened to be associated with the Olivier's like I'll probably n- I don't know when the next time I'll even be at the Olivier's yeah. I don't know when the next time I'll even be involved with the show that's in the Barbican so a lot mm-hmm. of it again is love and that but like I think there, it, regardless of the scale of it is if it's if you love uh, for me it's if you love that yeah. piece and like I'm directing a Japanese piece at the minute <laughs> like and it's, that's it, so it's, different though it's so interesting yeah that's and like, again that's I just learn. read it and I was like yeah it's actually something I'm really interested in it's in how they look at life and death yeah. uh, which is really fascinating and I just love when something is about a real culture or a living thing that I can research properly into um, is there ever Obviously, you're saying like you like to be busy and stuff, but at the cost of your physical health and mental health and sleep and everything, especially over long term, there comes a point where you have to say no to certain opportunities. Yeah, and I um this year actually even really good ones. Yeah, this year I did say I had to say no to a really really good opportunity, Uh, but again I didn't have the passion for it. I just it was an incredible opportunity. The piece was incredible. It would have been incredible title. But when you when you're using the word incredible there. It wasn't incredible to you, obviously. It was no. incredible by scale. Yeah. yeah. Well, on a CV, it would look yeah, incredible. Yeah, exactly. But I, I just couldn't see myself mm-hmm. in it. And again, when I got, when it came up first, I was like, maybe I should do it because I learned for it because it's so outside my comfort zone. Yeah. But then it was like I actually really don't like the material mm-hmm. and I don't know you won't you know, do a good enough job you it, regardless yeah. of the scale yeah. yeah the bigger the scale the more it'll help you know financially well, suppose, what do you think your biggest mistake early on was particularly with making connections and taking jobs and um, I just think it's I don't yeah I just think it's that thing about judging the whole confidence level again. Yeah. Uh, there was one incident where I just felt that maybe I came across um, overconfident. Mm-hmm. And since that, I've actually, and it actually kind of knocked my confidence, to be honest. And even still, since it, I've kind of been, not that it was a big deal or anything, yeah. but I, I, it, it really hurt me. And I was like, oh God, I, I just hate arrogance so much. Yeah. And to think that it would ever be, you know, so I, I, I've just been so aware of that since in the last like, you, few months. How I do you deal been, with like failure or rejection and not even rejection but it's like no response because I know for myself like if you cold email like 10 people and as you're writing because you have to for a proper cold email you have to put in a lot of work in terms of like just saying something about like if you're emailing someone an actor like referencing what they're doing at the moment or referencing you have to do research for a really good cold email and if you do like 10 of them send them all off and you put like hours into them yeah, and if you get a response from like three and then maybe one opportunity will come but what do you do because I know that for myself that when I'm writing them I start coming up with ideas of like things that have happened before they've even happened and like so I nearly feel disappointed from not getting a response because I feel like I didn't get the opportunity that never was on the table but I just like made it up in my head. And it, and that is uh, again sorry to harp back just to tie it into our yeah. type of work, but that's exactly like it did the, the nature of our beast. Like yeah. it's, that's that's you know it's so you send so many, and if you hear back from two, amazing. Yeah. But uh, I think I actually I think I deal with rejection fine in that. Yeah. You know yeah you do, you, you don't you don't get replies from so many things, or you might get a reply six months later, mm-hmm. which is still lovely. And then you'd be like, oh my god, I that's the director I really want to work with, and I've actually forgot that I sent them an email. But yeah. that's great. Maybe something might come up in another six 
one's mm-hmm. time. So you don't know, these things come at weird times. Or so people tell me, look, I'm so new, so I don't know. I hate, like, I don't feel like I'm in any way uh, <laughs> in the right to give advice. But the, whatever about yeah. rejection, I find the harder thing acceptance and I find yeah. it really hard being in a new because our work isn't like uh you know it's not like an office job where you have the same you know colleagues every day yeah um, we you know what a rehearsal process is like anything to three to six weeks and then it depends how long you're on the show if you have to do a show watch or if you're attached yeah. to it during understudy rehearsals are but you know it's starting a new production every time I think yeah. it's different if I'm directing it because I know that you know, I'm the one kind of facilitating it. I, you know, it's my job to rally the team. So you don't mind kind of being, um, you know, hands on. But mm-hmm. if, if for anything associate wise or for assistant wise, I it, it takes me at least a good week to kind of just know my place in the room. Like, and even right through yeah. the process, you just, it's just that fear of like, oh God, I hope I'm, you know, not, again, it's the confidence thing. I hope I'm just not being, too, just hope being I'm not accepted too quiet. within I the hope, cast and within the production team and within. Yeah, just be happy in your, with yourself and yeah. be like, God, I wonder, oh, am I doing my job right? I suppose that's any job, but I, think I suppose in theater, you're right though, there so, is a, there is a lot of turnover as well in productions, especially especially if you're not on a touring one for months like you're when you're working on nine shows in seven months like that's nine new shows new scripts new cast new everything so you're dead right I'm sure it's so hard to walk into those new situations every time yeah, and, and the, always be confident. And the ones that like I'm direct myself are kind of are fine because I know this might be different creatives that you have to get your stuff and maybe yeah. a different choreographer or that. But the so but you have the same like you have the same overall approach or the same kind of you know as usual. Structure, as but you it's thought, when you're yeah. the assistant and you're like directors. And I'm so lucky I've had the amazing opportunity to work with uh, incredible directors um, over the last year. But they're all so different, you know. Mm-hmm. So you don't know. It just takes a while to judge it, you know. So it's uh, I think we we eat ourselves up too much though. As well like you know we overthink things what's the say and i heard what's that thing that people say like if you um you know if, if you think that if you you know you're walking past someone and you, yeah. you think oh my god what are they what are they thinking of me yeah um it's like i don't know the phrase <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't know it either but yeah the moral of the story is just i think we need to stop uh you know being so at off about you know oh what am I like? Am I doing my right job? What, what are the, you know? like, just do your thing. You know, Stop you worrying me, about what. me down that you didn't know the saying. <laughs> I could tell me fear in your face. I, like, I have no idea what he's going on about now. <laughs> so what, in the, in the professional space, what is one of the best interactions you've ever had and what is one of the worst interactions you've ever had? In the rehearsal space? In, no, just in the professional space. Oh, professional space. It, like anything from, with other members of production team or, like oh, in terms God, of yeah. So in the professional space, what's the best and worst interactions you had? Yeah. Um. Oh God, the best interactions—it's so hard to know. Like God, like the people you've met through work. Or, yeah, either. Oh well, like gosh, I've been so lucky. The casts have been so lovely. Like obviously, again, like to go on, but they come from White Gang were lovely. The Jesus yeah. Gang were lovely. They're more. Oh, they're also nice. You know, it's. Um. So I think all of them have been really special, and like sometimes you don't kind of value or not value, but you don't realize like how great they were until, until you're in it, or in a different show. That's, yeah, exactly. Not like like that. recently, a girl from Jesus Christ Superstar cast had helped me out with a, again another favor. Um, <laughs> I told you, <laughs> but um, at, a, at the last minute, and like I'm going to, I always remember that because she really pulled me out of a hole last minute, you know, yeah. and she she did something for me that really saved my backside. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, so the, I think there are so many good ones. Bad ones, I bad interactions. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> again, on the Come From Hawaii, the day um, 
we they moved into the west end and it moved into the phoenix yeah. in the west end so i've been i was with them when the uh oh just over and back just or just come over to like see them once when i was there in the abbey mm-hmm. so i wasn't really with them but uh there was um a new company manager appointed when they moved to the west end uh and i came in on the first day they're in there and like i wasn't even empl- i wasn't working for them yeah. at this point i was just like the little like you know uh and uh i thought it was one of the cast members helen but it wasn't that i came in and like oh my god how are you and i give her a big hug like and, and i was like Oh, she was. oh no, it's not Helen. <laughs> That's not, that could be worse though. Yeah, I don't think that anything was bad. No, I don't know. I don't know what kind of bad interactions. No, luckily yeah. things, like some interviews or, or some meetings might yeah. be. Yeah, meetings can be, luck. there's such huge pressure involved with there's this a type huge, of work. People always know, say that there's a huge pressure in theatre and I think uh, you, when you're directing, maybe you have more control and you're going between like shows you want to do and deciding on things. But for um, actors in theatre kind of like employees like they just like go to auditions go to interviews so what if you were on the production team and you like people were casting like what makes you stand out apart from given like you can sing you can dance you've made the the audition yeah as a person it's so specific though to each kind of piece again I don't I'm not like the expert in this at all yeah. because I haven't you know while I had some even just from last year like, but you know okay from a from an Irish sense or from yeah. even kind of from an assistant sense and like if you uh, like JC I was at the auditions yeah. I think like well first of all yeah it's so different so for example like I was very lucky to be in on the auditions for Jesus Christ Superstar and uh, over in, in England but like it was such a unique production in that we were very much looking, looking for, for someone. a certain niche yeah. area it wasn't anyway MT so that made it easier. So anyone that came in that was very empty, uh, you know, got it. You know, they weren't really yeah. seen. Yeah. Um, but I think, like in general, though, like I think your personality does come across. Yeah. You know, if you're really pushy, like it's too much. You know, it's it's, off-putting. But again, it's nice to like have someone that's really and good manners is like mm-hmm. I always just I always say good uh, good manners, hard work, hard work, good manners. You know, yeah. in terms of life, not about additions. But um, you know, people that come in, you can tell that they're a genuine person. Uh, especially for like local show or shows that I've done here, you know that's it's a big thing, especially for a director director to trust them that you know I want to work with this person for the five yeah, weeks. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I that's think what I'm, that's what I was getting at. Like given given that you can sing and you can dance and you're at the level for a Western show, it's like what else are they looking for? And especially if it's tight, like because obviously they are looking, as you said, for physical traits. And if it's a certain show, they're looking for very specific things in people. But yeah, it's good that you say that like manners and just, I was just wondering what, like what else comes across that you really stands out to you? Yeah. And then just being on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like people that come in with like, you know, all over the place or, you know, yeah. it's just, and I think as well, I was just talking to Deborah Keller about this after the launch today, you know, unfortunately, you know, Irish people sometimes, and don't get me wrong, geez, some of the best people, the last three shows I've been to in the National Theatre in England, yeah. each of them have had, had an Irish lead, which is incredible. So Ireland really good. so well. But in saying that, then you look at others and like some Irish people can be very green, including me when I went over and even me still, maybe sometimes, I don't know. Uh, but you, um, you know, it's, I think that's why we just, you know, you come in and, you know, don't know to go over it, maybe to have a quick chat with the accompanist or, you know, small things that maybe yeah. just aren't normal. You have this amazing talent 
different but they go over to an audition and they're just not used to it a they might yeah. get seen for as much things because they're based over here mm-hmm. um or they didn't have the train and they didn't go to nymt or they didn't go to yeah. bymt in the yeah. uk so that's why i just never was saying today it's like it's great that now we have a platform that we're just training people to be on equal playing ground yeah. you know irish people yeah we're still going to keep the incredible talent we'll have the same talent hopefully of rachel tucker's and david challenge of the mm-hmm. future but it's it's i think hopefully it'll be a more informed irish it's just overall the, the practical training as well the act like how you conduct yourself in everything yeah the whole procedure before yeah. like after the fact of all the singing like the actual as you said that going to the company companyist and just being prepared yeah 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 and i think again it comes back to the confidence thing i just if personally if someone comes in with that's arrogant i'm yeah. just like oh no but it's like the more it's like a if you're a doctor like doing a practice like clinical like it's the more times you do it the better you get like the more times you audition so if you have the facility to take a master class and take training and just practice auditioning like people who take really good like people will say this about interviews and jobs like there are just people who are really good at interviewing people who come across really well Deborah like, Kelleher being one of them yeah, people who can speak people who poetry. yeah yeah exactly what who is I do have this question for you. Who is someone that you have not yet connected with who would be like your oh. goal, your dream connection? Oh. So there there are there's one in particular. This yeah. is one of our masterclass tutors for this year. Can you say? Uh, no, because it hasn't been announced yet and he hasn't confirmed his date. <laughs> um I don't know. I, oh, who would I love? Oh, I, I always said I'd love to meet Merle Streep. I don't know. I just <laughs> love her like um I, oh, I I don't know in terms of the industry. Yeah. Uh, I, I always said Ian McKellen. I met him very briefly at the Olivier's, but just like a hello, how are you yeah. uh, thing. Um, it's as goofy as it sounds. I always was a massive fan. I not. I just thought he was incredible and I still do. I think he's the best person in the West End of Rob Hutchin and I've just been lucky that I've yeah. kind of got to know him and become friends with him. But um, yeah, but that was again through kind of just reaching so out. At, so at, like you met him at the Olivier's. How... Ian McKellen. Yeah, Ian McKellen. Yeah. How... Do you actually like physically approach him? Like you're at the Olivia's, you're, at, you're on the <laughs> you're red at carpet. The champagne but, table. You, but you just go, "Hey, how are you? I'm Shabby Campbell." Like, do you do an elevator pitch? Do you just say hi? Do you oh, try and follow case, anything up? Or no, no, in that case, it was just hi. I'm honored to yeah, meet you. Absolutely. No, no, no. But if it's someone else who isn't your absolute top, and you do have maybe more of a chance of actually working with them or something, but you have this once-off encounter, how would you approach that? Oh yeah, well I would I would try and say I yeah I'm Shimmy and again draw on the contacts that you know that you've that you have mutual friends of you know what I mean well I don't I hate name dropping overall but you know if you know that like someone's like oh, directly god, yeah, related but to show them. you in last yeah. oh yeah God I I know so and so and they're like oh my God I was actually at their wedding last week and you're like oh I saw their suits they're gorgeous so I suppose it's more <laughs> rather name dropping kind of developing a mutual interest developing a mutual connection first yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah and really and truly that's how so many things come to because the in, yeah. well, I suppose any type of work but like our industry is so small you know and that well and I'm only so new to it yeah. but like it seems to like in that like one leads to the next to the next to the next so and so going forward like obviously IYMT is a big focus at the moment but what what is your biggest goal at the moment for IYMT Just or for, for, life? For, for life well for, for <laughs> yeah for life. yeah unfortunately my life is really kind of my job which is very sad at times but um <laughs> Yeah, my dad's always like, and my mom, or they're like, you know, any any update like on the love Anything life. Anything else and going it's just on? Like, yeah, I'm very happy. Yeah, and I'm I'm doing okay. Yeah, but nothing serious. Book no, uh, you know, no, don't order the tux yet. Um, 
yeah, I just love what I do and I'm just so grateful to be able to yeah. do what I do and I just hope that I'm able to continue to do what mm-hmm. I do. I love London so much. Um, I love go home to New York? even more. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. but I, again, I'm really happy at the minute yeah. over there. I love home, but at the same time, every time I come home, I love seeing my family. Yeah. And I love, and I really want to develop musical. Th- yeah, I really want to develop, help help develop musical theatre in Ireland. In Ireland. But yeah. while I, I really hope to stay, lucky go where work is, but I'd love to stay in the UK. I've got a new house and I love it. <laughs> uh, and I'd love to, you know, keep learning, get yeah. a few, maybe new associate posts over the next few years, a few uh, resident posts and keep learning from directors I really love. And then while having the opportunity to like, you know, create alongside it. And I I hope I've always wondered this here. about you. How often do you step back and just be like, wow, I've like had a really good year or I've really come a long way in the last few years? Because there is one thing that always stuck in my head and you are a very humble man, so you'll brush this off. But uh, if something, so last year you direct, or 2018, you directed JCS with DYMT but you directed it in the summer and then the AIMS Awards aren't until June of 2019. So the way it worked out, it was almost a full calendar year after when you won Best Director. And in between that, like everything changed. You went to London, you're doing a master's, you're involved in Comfort Way, you're at the Olivier's. So I was just, is, is it weird that maybe back when you directed it in the North, that being like getting an AIMS best director was the top ro- like the top thing that you could strive for at that time and probably was like your number one like this year I'd love to get that but then by the time it rolled around and you were awarded with it suddenly that might not have been the, like yeah. a, as a worth, worthy award as it sure. could have been does that make sense? and in the most like humble way like obviously I'd say you were absolutely chuffed but yeah no yeah. god I, I wouldn't have um I wouldn't have, you know, it was a massive honour. Yeah. I don't, I will say that I don't, I'm never, well, so far, yeah. have been like hunger, award hungry and in terms of, course, of, of the course. productions here and Ames does great work, uh, but I never really kind of read into them too much. I, I like, yeah, I really love, I think anything's great to get feedback yeah. on and criticism on, uh, but I, I, I think it's about, you know, pleasing this person in row, you know, yeah. C4, you know, in seat 23 and this person here. You know, the, it was a, great honour and it was a lovely topping but yeah I definitely didn't brush it off God the following year it was lovely it was actually really it was so coincidental I was actually in the middle of rehearsing for Jesus Christ Superstar in the Barbican while that, I went back over for the awards so it was really boom 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 yeah, boom, boom, boom. Uh, yeah it was the kind a nice of little on, circle on, play, on you know constant but uh, but no you do I think we do take it for granted you know, we don't like thinking of our achievements yeah. and I don't but um, but yeah I'm really grateful and I am very I, I often you know, thank and like I am, and I think it's quite on cool in terms of the current climate, and I think especially in our industry, it's quite on cool to be religious. Um, because look, and I, I, not that I agree with absolutely everything, but I am lucky that I have a faith, and I am very thankful. And you know, yeah. that's one way that I kind of show like how I'm thankful for that. You know, but yeah. and I try not, and I don't let that come into the rest room because like if you look at some of our productions, like yeah, we touch on some taboo things, you know, with religion, and I, 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 I just I, I, I think it's about having a conversation I don't you know when these things get so like one way I, I hate it but yeah I um yeah that's kind of <laughs> well my... I'm just looking at the clock and I know you have to run to catch a flight so yes. I'll leave it there but thank you so so much to to for coming in no, thank you so much for sorry. chatting thank you so this much is the first honored inaugural episode uh where can people find you 
oh, people can find me. I'll, yeah, well, I give, I'll like give my address. And, and <laughs> address. Um, I am on Instagram at Shimmy Campbell, uh, S-E-I-M-I. Uh, or as I say in England, it's Jamie with a shh uh, because they do not get Jamie at all. Uh, yeah, and then I suppose if you want to um, look us uh, at IYMT, it's yeah. Um Yeah, so that's kind of me. Amazing. Okay, thanks yeah. a million for having me on. You're so good. Thank you so much. We will leave it there. That has been the Camera to Me podcast. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you all so much. If you're listening on Anchor, feel free to send in a voice message. I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback. You can email me at guyb.ie. You can find me at guyboggin on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. And you can subscribe to the weekly email of interesting things at camera to me.ie or guyb.ie forward slash camera to me.